everyone, and welcome back to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. I'm Elena Gardner, and today we welcome back uh, Jim Paolino uh, back onto the podcast and our Ooh. CTO, uh, David Spector. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks. Hey, Dave's in the office, so we have to rope him into doing one of these. Exactly. Um, so the biggest thing that's changed uh, since since Jim was out is you became a father. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, and Dave, you became a father at the beginning of 2020. So I'm going to ask you both this. So how did having a child change how you looked at Lodestar and the business as a whole? Oof, that is a doozy to start as a question. You've had uh, more time since Tess is older. So uh, you can go first. I value my time much more, right? Uh, you know, I love Tessa or my daughter and uh, she takes a lot of work as I'm sure all parents know. And um, you have to be there to help your spouse and to kind of watch all the amazing moments with the kid and have all the awful moments. So like you, you, you need to be able to sleep as well. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think along that vein, like for me, at least my daughter, Anne, um, who's two months old now, it's been such an exercise in patience um, that my patience in things outside of Anne is probably a lot more limited than it used to be, um, which can be good and bad um, in terms of dealing with people and dealing with things. But I think it will ultimately probably lead to being, you know, valuing time and being decisive of what you do and not do. And I think I had posted about how great the Lodestar team was at kind of covering while I was out. Um and that has been nice for me because it's caused me to step away from my job and role in a way that I wouldn't normally. And not that I really did any like true personal development during that time, but it was just nice to have a mental break, um, which was really the first one I had had since I started the company nine years ago. Um, so that was good. The other thing too, um, Dave and I had two very different experiences with parental leave. Um, but I think that has been a thing for me is valuing how we do that. And I think we have um, made a step, which isn't really common, of making sure our parental leave and maternity leave is the same at the company of 12 weeks. And I think that was probably informed by Dave's experience, which was pretty crappy. Yeah, I think it also has benefits, not only for obviously parental leave is helpful for if you're a man, right, if you're leaving, but I think it helps with kind of the uh, normalization of, you know, a woman isn't the only one supposed to be the caregiver, right? A man yeah. is supposed to be just as much. And I think it, you know, unfortunately, some companies discriminate based on gender because, you know, if you have a woman that might have a child, they might leave. Right. For us, you know, it doesn't matter. You leave the same amount of time right. if you're a man or a woman. So I, I think it helps in that regard, too. Yeah, so now we're discriminating against all parents. Anyone that's yeah. in <laughs> child years. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> child rears. No breeders allowed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I actually had another idea that yeah. I realized that the likelihood of like a personal use T-shirt gun has gone down a lot since I've had a child. Probably not going to happen. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I know, I know how you said personal use. I will make sure that if we ever purchase a T-shirt cannon, you are the one to use it, Dave. I make that promise to you on a recorded line. Thank you. I mean, that's you know, that's really important to me. I think the other thing for me that's been interesting is from starting the company and you know supporting my own salary, which took a while to do, then supporting other people, but now having like our daughter on our health insurance 
and like having a company that's able to like support that feels very real. Um, I had a, a good dad moment um, and was three days old and I had, uh, I was um, contacting our insurance company to add her to the policy. I was filling out the form and it was like a add a dependent form. And they asked for her name, her information and asked for her marital status. And I just thought I was like, she is three days old. Give her time. She's working on herself. Who cares if she's married or not yet, guys? Like I had such like a defensive dad moment when that happened. It was like the standard form that you would have dad anyone, obviously not just an infant, but it, it made me laugh. So I think a lot of those more real moments have come through kind of work-related things. Um, and I know you mentioned kind of how you've worked on the company over the last eight, nine years. Um, I know we've definitely shifted a lot, even since I started here a year ago, and even since adding the Encompass integration uh, now four or five years ago. How have you seen your our clients shift, and how do you see that shift happening more in the future? I mean, you know, we've seen a crazy explosion of uh, point of sale tools mm. come out. Uh, lots of people are clamoring for the kind of workflow of the consumer, uh, you know, interacts with your service. Yeah. And then all that information goes directly into your uh, system of record, through mm. your LOSs. Yeah. And I'd say 50, 70% of all our lenders are now trying to get, work on mm. a POS. So we're definitely working with more POS is integrating in that environment. Yeah, I think the way people view fees as a nice to have versus a necessity has changed. And because yeah. the speed at the front of the transaction of getting someone an accurate um, estimate of what they're going to pay, having those closing costs accurate up front is now a necessity, not just a nice to have. Um, so people are, our clients I think are a lot smarter. I always made the joke before people couldn't spell API when they were dealing with us. Uh, but now um, they you know, care about how things are mapped in their system. They care about other systems connectivity. They're looking at it all uh, as a process. I think even now we're you know, looking at other systems and ways that we can deliver that fee information really to get it in front of the customer as soon as possible in a very clear way. So the need for that connectivity, the need for that clarity um, is only increasing. Um, and then this is, this is the big, uh, big hit that I've got for you. Um, so everyone's seen the news about better and all of these mortgage companies that are laying off a lot of their team members. Um, something that we've been discussing a lot internally is kind of improving our workflows to have it. So a computer can deal with situations that otherwise a human would be utilizing. How do you build a company and mindfully build processes to protect yourself against layoffs? That's been something we've I've seen firsthand and talked about a lot. I mean, growing up in the title industry, I've seen my family's title company go from 96 people before the Great Recession to 16 um, and yo-yo kind of in between. And it's always been part of the industry. And I think us building a company um, in this industry, doing so in a way where we don't have to do that has been really important to us because I think you look at that, like there's a high cost to that. Not only, you know, the reputational cost now to better um, the idea of getting people who are trained, firing them, and then maybe bringing people back after there's so much just time and money wasted in doing that. Right. It's, it's one of the things we talk about a lot is the, 
the right thing to do is also a thing that's good for business. So trying to avoid doing that, um, I think is, is, is really important. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it, but like the processes are so important and you want to make sure that they're scalable, right? So you don't want to have to hire just bodies to fill certain workflows. You want to make mm -hmm. sure that there's tools and processes in place. I think probably another aspect of is a better.com is a startup, right? Yeah. Essentially. So they have tons of funding and all they cared right. about was growth, growth, growth until the point they're yeah. like, well, now we want to show we're making a lot of money. So we're going to sell. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's a good whatever process for certain types of companies. But for us, yeah. we don't look at it like that. We're trying to grow mm -hmm. sustainably. So there isn't all of a right. sudden an event where we need to fire half our employees or 10% of our employees. Is yeah. Answer. And part of it too, is when you hire, and we've, I think, slowly gotten better about this is setting people up for success of what is their job going to be? What exactly do they have to do? Who is going to train them? Um, I think earlier on, especially on sales and marketing, we figured, Hey, this person knows a bunch of people or their spouses in the industry or whatever. Let's just bring them in. They worked for X big company. They're going to be fine. And they usually don't because one, they're not used to kind of this type of environment. And two, you're not giving them a lot of direction and you're not really setting them up for success. So no, I think, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, something that we, we talk about a lot too, especially with um, leveraging technology um, for some of our lenders is, you know, what exactly is the best use of ex-employee, whether it be a loan officer or a processor, whatever it is. Um, and for us, by the you know, nature of being a data company, a calculator company, there's a lot of manual entry. There's a lot of button pressing sometimes. Our first client took me 40 hours to set up eight years ago. I could probably set up that same client in 20 minutes. Actually, I don't think I could even set up a client now. Someone at the company could set it up in 20 minutes. You don't want me touching it, but so it's just kind of thinking of ways to continually do that. And I think that's something we've done a good job with going forward of how do you apply that same type of automation that we offer to clients across our business, across, you know, all of the different points of it. So, yeah, I mean, we just rolled out our new uh, billing system, yeah. right? And we used to have to be very manual and Jim every uh, start of every month would be going through all the yeah. lines and trying to figure out, you know, who paid what, who ran this. Many August services. 1st, every year, I just inevitably am on vacation and wherever I am, I need to wake up in the morning and do a billing <laughs> before everyone else wakes up for the day. So I'm um, very happy to not have to do that anymore. Not only is it time, yeah. but it's also accident prone, right? So now we've automated everything. Yeah. So it just flows through and I think we're yeah. going to continue trying to uh, like automated processes yeah. like that. I know I've, I've posted pictures now going back to your first question about being a dad of uh, Ann going and picking up checks with me from the post office. I posted a picture on LinkedIn of Ann doing the billing. And I said, like, we are going to work you out of a job, Ann. Like you mm -hmm. will not be able to, we will not need both of those roles soon enough. So she's going to have to figure out something else to do, but yeah. It's so important. And I think a lot of times we look at these, you know, stacks of paperwork and say, well, this is how we've always done it. And I think challenging yourself to say, okay, well, why am I spending 20 minutes doing this? Could it be five if I built a process or built a workflow or had a conversation with a vendor? And I think we're seeing more and more lenders come to us um, specifically switching from templates or a manual entry process um, and saying, hey, wait, why are we spending X right. amount of time and X amount of hours to, to do this. 
right? This is a big enough of a problem now that we should automate it, right? And as you grow a business, things just fall into that category over time. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this used to take me one hour a month. Now we're bigger. It takes me two days a month. We need to look at it. And the last thing we're going to address is your matching vintage sweatshirts Mm -hmm. to top off on something fun. No, this is before the rebrand. Um, this is like a, like 1.5. Yeah, this was so, the, yeah. like our soft our soft logo yeah. change. Um, we were wearing them both in the office anyway, but I made a point of turning putting mine on so we would match for this. Yeah, I think it's like a sleeker, you know, like a little bit more simplified design. Yeah, if, the new if, one? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. If you watch like the Silicon Valley, where at least not like a letter. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the I like the new colors too. That was something that uh, I was really happy about what we were able to do this year too. And that's uh, some free business advice: get company swag because uh, the amount of enjoyment everyone gets from it versus what it costs you is very high. Yeah. Uh, everyone likes free stuff, so I think some good company swag uh, and sweatshirts and things like that is good. That's why I am giving those sweatshirts away like candy. And if we have to order more, we'll order more. Anyone who happens to be listening to this podcast, you can even contact us and you may get some free swag. If you made it to this point, yes. But for being a dedicated listener, please reach out, sales at lssoftwaresolutions.com. Find us on social. You you may get a nice new uh, zip-up hoodie in the mail. Well, what do we call people that like follow Lodestar today? They're like Lodestar heads. Lodies. Lodies. Instead of roadies, I don't yeah. like Lodies. Wait, we got we to gotta work. The Triple L Mafia, like the Bills Mafia. Mm, I don't know. I like I like Triple L Mafia more than Lodies. Uh, Actually, we- we got to workshop this. We'll yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah we'll, we'll come back at the end of the year uh, and, and, and do that. Um, and one person I do want to shout out while we're on the comment uh, of dedicated listeners. We have one employee that I think has listened to every single episode and has no reason to. So thank you to Jesse Bishop for listening to every single thing. And thank you for making all of our stuff look really good because he's our. Oh, so editor. pretty. <laughs> and developer yeah mm-hmm. he's a great addition he came in uh something this year yeah first quarter and yeah any um any updates that you've seen to our system that makes it look better is all him yeah I'll and a lot more to come yeah uh speaking awesome. of actually the next big update that i think a lot of people enjoy is uh an update to the the printout of uh the yeah. load star. So mm-hmm. excited for that yeah slowly making everything prettier including our sweatshirts yeah that's the goal well this is going to be our last episode for 2022. So as we leave, what is, or I'm sorry, 2021, our next know. episode will be in 2022. Uh, what is the one thing, uh, if you had to pick one word to wrap up 2021, what would it, your word be? Um, it can, I'll give you three words to make it easy. Tiring comes to mind for me. Um, I think like, uh, I don't know, I want to say kind of like moderation well, or like patience. I don't know, because we, we learned so much. I was going to say we learned a lot were my three words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the growth has uh, kind of changed for us, right? Like yeah. it's been so, so different and personal and company. And it's all kind of like swirled together right. now to yeah. really. And I think to your point about talking about better and the changes before we realized how big of an effect those can have in a, on a business and things that we thought you know, we thought how we were responsible for our own success um, 
you know, some of it may have been uh, having a nice tailwind in the industry too. So that's definitely humbling would probably be a good word for humbling, this year, yeah. actually, of just trying to figure out, you know, what, um, you know, what it's like to, to run a growing business in a market that's always changing. Humbling, tiring, um, something optimistic, encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a good base, right? Yeah. And our loadies here to help loadies. us. Yeah. Load heads. <laughs> I'm going with load heads. I like loadheads. Something load heads with one. star, starries. I don't know. Starry sounds like it's like one of those like, you know, like uh yeah. crunchy, like right, hippie, like truckies. I like triple L mafia too, but we'll see. Working on it. We'll have it in 2022. Really, we're really trying to solve the important issues too. <laughs> the important issues slowly killing me inside, you know, important things. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you happen to make it this far, props to you. Uh, shoot us an email um, and we'll love to connect you with some swag. Um, and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks everyone.